0: I want to take this moment and talk about your wine. Yeah, I know everybody loves to have their dinner wine, or their after dinner wine, or just the wine down the evening type wine. Life is complicated enough, your wine shouldn't be, and direct sellers, they'll make it easy. Join the direct sellers wine club, get monthly deliveries direct to your door, discover new selections each month, and if you like, you can also build a business while sharing your experience. Direct Cellar's revolutionary approach puts 100% focus on you. We focus on exploration, discovery, and education. Each month, our expert selects a great premium wine from our wineries around the globe. Each selection is accompanied by our own tasting notes. Detailing who, how, where, each wine was crafted, and your satisfaction is guaranteed. With each shipment, we help you refine your palate and identify regions and varieties that you love. And when you do find that perfect wine, we're the only club that provides its members the opportunity to stock up at club cost. Our goal is to help you fill your own cellar with wine that you love. Wine that you're confident about, that you're proud of, and most importantly, that you're excited to share with your friends. The direct Sellers wine promise. We are confident in our selection. After all, our success depends upon our members' continued happiness. However, should you find any of our selections to arrive damaged or simply not meet your fancy for any reason at all, simply let us know and we'll send you a replacement bottle free of charge. That's the 100% satisfaction guaranteed from direct sellers. You can find out more by contacting me at Tim at RadioMVP.com or you can go to our Facebook page and click on the Shop Now button. Hi everyone, this is Tim. Thanks for the download. Hey, once again, just want to remind you if you get this podcast through itunes please rate review and subscribe to us it'd be greatly appreciative as we continue to try to grow this podcast once again it would be very important and appreciative if you would rate review and subscribe through itunes i appreciate it your time okay so let's get started episode 14 it's on its way right now Hi, everyone. This is Tim along with Anthony. This is episode 14. Yeah, hi. 14 as uh, we're on the road. This is going to be a little different. If it sounds a little different, I apologize, but we're going to try something a little out of the box here tonight as uh, Anthony and I are headed out to Cortland to go check out Lakeview and their scrimmage against Canfield. As, of course, everyone knows now that Z104 is the home of high school football this fall and our first game on Z104 is Lakeview and Highland, so we're gonna have a chance to uh, get a little preview of High, or excuse me of, of Lakeview tonight and uh, we'll try to talk to those involved with Highland, uh during the week but we had a great opportunity here so we're taking a little road trip. And we decided to record as we drive and uh, also uh, maybe at the game a little bit or the scrimmage we'll talk. So this may be broken up into a couple different sections and different things, but in it, all in all, that's what's going on. Uh, I do want to apologize to anybody named Richards last week. I kept saying Richards instead of Richmond uh, about Malik Richmond from YSU, so uh, my bad. I apologize. I just, uh, some reason, was thinking the wrong name, but we uh, move on. As uh, we were talking, let's get into a little why issue uh, to start with. We'll get into a little bit about that. We, we covered most of it last week. We're not going to really get too much involved in that topic. But uh, news came out today. Unfortunately, Derek Rivers, who was a draft pick of the New England Patriots, their highest draft pick this year because they traded away the first few picks of the draft, unfortunately suffered a knee injury, a ACL, and an LCL uh, sprained. He tore his ACL and also uh, sprained or strained his LCL. So, unfortunately, he's out for the season. And uh, it was just terrible news to hear because uh, everybody remembers how tough he has played for YSU during his career at YSU and what he meant to the Penguins. And we were looking forward to watching him at the NFL level. I mean, we wish him nothing but the best, but it was a, yeah, a big bad break here today for uh football fans in the Northeast that are Patriots fans and YSU fans here locally cheering on some of our local players in the NFL. And I'm going to pass this over to Anthony and let him uh, talk a little bit and we'll get right back to it.
1: Yeah, it's obviously a very tough break uh, for Derek to go down early in camp right as the uh, preseason starting to get ramped up. Uh, the Patriots took a high draft pick on him in hopes to fulfill the vacated spot by Rod Ninkovich. And it's just a devastating blow. Uh, And it touched a lot of people in the Valley because what most people don't see or hear, unfortunately, is the kind of person Derek Rivers was. I I mean, just the stand-up person, and you could say I'm being biased because of my affinity for YSU, but everything I've seen and heard about the young man is just how good of a guy he was, how good of a teammate he was, and just how good of a leader he was. And I think that goes to show uh, the Patriots and Bill Belichick making him a very high draft pick. The Patriots, Sans Aaron Hernandez, uh, draft pretty good guys overall. Uh, so it's a tough break. But yeah, we're on the road today. It's great to have football back in the Valley. Um A study came out a couple days ago of the most NFL players produced per capita by city and Youngstown is number one by far above any city in America which lays to claim that Northeast Ohio has some of the best, if not the best, football in America. Tim, I'll pass it back to you as we are beginning our journey of high school football in Z104, so to speak, tonight.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I imagine we are got to be number one in coaches, too. I know we lost one and Stoops' retirement this year, but uh, we still have the other stoop at, at Kentucky and, of course, Pellini locally. And uh, we'll, we'll claim uh, Jim Trestle uh, for his uh, stint here at YSU, both as coach and as president, even though he's a little more uh, in the northeast Ohio area. Towards Cleveland originally, but you know we'll claim them anyways. And there's been a few other coaches, of course, along the way. So yeah, there's no doubt why or Youngstown and football goes synonymous to together without question. But we're gonna kind of get back into a lot of different topics. So we're gonna bounce back and forth here. We're gonna talk about the scrimmage a little bit later. I want to get into a little baseball talk with you, Anthony. You know, last week we got into a lot of different subjects, and one of them was right before the trade for Jay Bruce, and uh, I kept saying that you just can't win with the outfield the way it was constructed with the injuries, and unfortunately, you know that's exactly what happened. And the Indians made a great move; they did what they had to do. Is what I was calling from the dugout and find themselves a player for the outfield. They went out and got Jay Bruce, which has been phenomenal. In his uh, first six games with the uh, Indians, he hit a home run last night, and it was really solidify this offense, exactly what I hoped, as uh, he's basically batted number five. I know last night in game two, he batted number three, but for the most part, he has batted five in the lineup, and that has protected Incarcion. And look at the tear that Incarcion has gone on uh, since uh, Bruce was acquired. And you know, I don't want to sound unappreciative to the Dolans. You know, I know a lot of people talk about, oh, they they took on the, the four million dollar contract and all that that is left on it. They had no choice if they wanted to compete this year. This is what this is the price of foot baseball. You have to make these moves. I mean, just like last year when they made the move for Miller, and who, by the way, is back off the DL tonight. So it should be really important to see exactly what happens. There, so I'm really excited about what Bruce has brought to the lineup, and I look forward to the possibility of uh, what you know, this offense can do the rest of the season. Hopefully, Ramirez' uh, hand injury is not uh, severe. I, last and X-rays were negative last night, but we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, it's uh, incredible what a week can bring in any sport, especially baseball last week at this time we were you know we were kind of treading water a little bit as you got to the dog days of summer and we're beginning a 11 game road trip with a pit stop in Boston um, and I would and I've been very outspoken uh, recently just about the lack of motivation and intensity uh, that this team has showed and I I think some fans there got, They saw it also, that the the focus wasn't there. And like I said, this team was not built this year to just sneak into the playoffs as a division champion and then go quietly in the ALDS. Um, And what the Indians gave up for Jay Bruce is incredible. They absolutely stole that trade from the Mets. Nothing against Ryder Ryan, um, but when you can acquire a guy with the bat such as Jay Bruce for a 30th round draft pick that's pretty incredible and he's already proven his worth as he's injected some life into the Indians offense and now with return of Chisholm hopefully soon hopefully Brantley's not too far behind and like Tim said the Ramirez hand injury is not a 10 day DL stint Uh, this Indians offense is finally maybe becoming that that deep every out is so tough to get against this team uh, kind of offense that we thought we had in April Um, Lindor and Kipnis are showing signs of life and when I'm crediting Jason Kipnis you know that I must be in high spirits because I'm not a huge fan but I tell you what the abats he had yesterday and the abats he had against the Red Sox they were nice to see. He sucked a home run in Game 1 of the Minnesota Series. Uh, I want to touch on the outing by Carrasco. He didn't look sharp. But like we talked about in April, you have about 10 starts a year where you just don't have it for whatever reason. It's, you don't, you're not sharp, you're not crisp. And nobody expected him to be no-hitter crisp like he was against Tampa Bay. Uh, but to load the bases in the first with nobody out, and get out of that and then get guys on in the second and get out of that and to battle his way through five or six innings and let the bullpen uh, do its job was, was big because any double hitter you want the bullpen to to get as, as much rest as possible um, and it's nice to put a double hitter yeah they got beat last night but you know merit started and, you know you can't win every game in Minnesota you're going to play nine or ten games there so you're not going to go nine or ten and oh Um, But now you're 66-53, and and you're starting to show the rest of baseball uh, that the Indians are a serious threat. Um, I know Tim last week was very big on the Jay Bruce idea, and he's a little more of a fan of Kittness and Shaw than I am, and both guys have looked good this week. So, Tim, I'll turn it back to you as I eat a big
0: piece of humble pie this week. Well, you know, the reason I really like Kibnis and Shaw is what they overall track record. What they are. I mean, I've said it before. Anytime you have a player who's injured, you're not seeing the full value of the player. Is Kibnis the the best second baseman defensively? No, but he's better than average. He can do the job, and offensively, he's a left-handed bat, and that's something very valuable. And when he's on, he's a guy he can hit 275, 285, and drive in runs. Uh, this year, because of injury, started the season on the DL, went on a DL second time in the year. He's only has about 30 RBIs on the season right now. And, uh, you know, I think seven or eight home runs. But I mean, it's not, it's just overall production is what you want from him. And I, I do believe in the case you're gonna see that. Shaw has just been absolutely stunning this year, in my opinion, he's been phenomenal. Because of the amount of innings that he's pitched and amount of appearances that he's had, and and baseball it is you know about durability out of the bullpen, and I think in the end now that you have a Smith to share that load is going to make a big difference for for Shaw the rest of the season, and obviously I think you got to tip your hat to the starters who really stood up the last ten games, and uh, with the missing of uh, Miller. And have gone deep into ball games to save this bullpen. And last night we had a unique uh, bullpen with two starters coming in relief. But you know, Tito's unconventional at times, and I like that. I like uh, you know thinking out of the box. And we we've seen a, uh, a nice performance out of you know both of them. In my in my opinion, you're not going to win every game. You lost four to two last night, so be it. Move on. You won earlier though, so you get, yeah, the winning streak on days continues, right? You know, you won six in a row, six days in a row, right? So hey, I'll take that. We'll go for seven days in a row tonight. All right, we'll move on. You know what? Uh, We're going to take a break. I'll let I'll let him laugh here. <laughs> Boy, ah, uh, I'm not sure where to
1: begin here. On that note, now I. If I didn't know any better, I thought his name was Tom Hamilton, with the uh, quick, snarky remarks that we've all become accustomed to of Hammy. But yeah, like Tim was saying, it's uh, it's nice to get going again. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not going to complain about the use of Bauer and Clevenger in the bullpen. Uh, Tito knows what he's doing. He's been a pitching staff master. Remember, if this. You know, this is a guy that somehow constructed and managed a two-and-a-half-man starting rotation and a overused, banged-up bullpen to the last out in the 10th inning against 103-win Cubs last year and a runaway from winning the World Series. Um, I do like using Bauer. Bauer's a guy that, like we talked about, he loves to throw pitches. He doesn't care how many pitches he throws. Um, And it was his scheduled bullpen day, so why not throw him against actual live hitters instead of the air? And it keeps him sharp, it keeps him focused. Uh, And and just to end on this note, what the Indians starting pitching have done lately, the past 10 games, with an ERA, I believe at 2 or a little below 2 is nothing short of them showing we're still here we're the defending American League champions and the pennant runs through Cleveland and if you're going to take from us you're going to have to come to Cleveland and beat us so hopefully uh, with Miller back tonight the starting pitcher can keep rolling. the offense can keep going at the pace they're going and we can all but put away the Kansas City Royals and have a September and October, remember, at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Hopefully, we don't have to play into November this year. But if we do, well, you know there will be a World Series again in Cleveland. So on that note, it's back to Tim Hamilton.
0: Well, thank you, Herb. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We'll come back with the second part of this here in a second. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's part two of the uh, podcast. Once again, Tim and Anthony with you. On our way home from the high school scrimmage from Canfield and uh, Lakeview. Good scrimmage, by the way. I enjoyed watching it. We got a lot of information on uh, both schools, Though we don't have any Canfield games. Maybe we'll get them in the playoffs. You never know. And uh, But Lakeview looked good. Uh, running the spread offense offensively, defensively, running maybe the 3-4. A little combination of a hybrid out of that, but a lot of exciting uh, plays out of there. They seem to have a veteran team, I think, at quarterback and at out. I don't want to get too involved in, in the players yet, we'll get more into that when we do our high school football preview and all that coming up this week. As uh, football begins this Friday, it's hard to believe it's a week today. The countdown has really begun. But uh, the Indians uh, are currently uh, up 3-0 courtesy of Jay Bruce and... Kipnis, so Jason Kipnis coming through again. How about that? <laughs> yeah, my man here is just loving every moment of that and uh, but Anyways get more into this uh, Anthony we we're talking about a lot of different things going on in the world of sports and uh, We did a little little YSU earlier, but I was gonna get more into What's going on with the uh, the Browns just real quickly And there's a lot of things you could talk about. A, I know the big deal is about um, Coach Hughes Jackson coming out with a a fuller, longer statement about the National Anthem and all the the rights of players and all that. And I'll be honest, I think that was just a coach kind of caught off guard, uh, just coming off practice, trying to formulate his opinion. And I think it just came out bad. I don't think him coming back out restating what he wanted to say and say it more uh, of a complete thought process is wrong even if he read it I think that's a good thing on his part and I give him a lot of credit for that because a lot of coaches uh, would just move on from that and say you know my statement is what it was and and I wanted to do that and he wanted to clarify it and I, I give him a lot of credit for that and you know that's that's a big controversy going on in the NFL today about the national anthem and and rights of players and protests and all that. And I'll be honest, I have no problem with someone who has a reason to make a protest for whatever reason they choose. I don't have to agree with it. I may agree with it. And if they're not if they're doing it in a peaceful way, I don't have a problem with it. We've seen unfortunately in the United States uh, just the opposite happened this past week and we've seen people who uh, paid unbelievable costs for that and there's no there's no justice in that and I want to see if a player has a platform and they want to use it uh, they should take that opportunity just like I do here on this podcast just like Anthony does or anybody else who may uh, choose to uh, voice their opinion on any subject so I give Coach Jackson credit for doing that, and you know we'll just move on from there. You know, on that level, I think it was good that he did that personally. I'm I'm happy that he chose to come out and clarify his uh, his thoughts on it and how he wanted to respect his players and you know give his views on the subject. Now back on the field uh, again. Congratulations, to Cleveland Browns, making the correct decision. Weiler is your best quarterback on this roster today. Congratulations to everybody out there who loves Kaiser. I'm happy for you. You should be happy. He's going to be a quality player probably down the road. He's not ready. Ladies and gentlemen, he did not play against number ones. He played against people who probably will not be playing on Sunday afternoon. Exactly. And exactly. He's not going to be making any plays. Look, I want him to succeed. He's not ready. He may be the best quarterback on this roster talent-wise in the long run, but you got to go with a guy with experience. And we talked about who they open up against against Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh, not in that order, but you know what I'm talking about the first four games, and you want someone who has started in the NFL for that. That's why I'm a big fan of bringing Kaepernick in, who has over 50 starts in the NFL career. He's an NFL starter. If you did bring in a guy like that, you're going to have depth at your quarterback position, and there would be no reason to try to play Kaiser too soon. And you can move on to him when he's ready, more mature, and has a firmer graph of what the Cleveland Browns want to do in the long run. That's my opinion, and that's what I expect. Uh, I really think the, the Browns, you know, give or take, what you know, bounces their way. Four to six wins. I don't really like to make predictions, but I think that's the range we're looking at. And, you know, a couple of bounces go their way, maybe even better. But I would be shocked by that. And uh, we'll play that as the season goes by. Monday night is another opportunity to see what they can do and how they develop. I think them going out trying to win that game... It's good for the morale, and uh, it, it takes kind of that pressure off the team about trying to get that first win, even if it's in the preseason, off their shoulders, and they'll go into the regular season with a little more of a, uh, a bump in the right direction. But I like what they did. I think they're making the right moves. I just would get more depth at the quarterback position. That's what I want to see. Now, I'll let Anthony talk about whatever he desires. <laughs>
1: Well, it's glad to know that the Browns play Monday night. I didn't know they still play football in Cleveland. So that's a a positive thing. If anybody wants to watch a real football team with a pretty good defense and an offense, that's okay. I'd rather have Trevor Simeon than Brock Osweiler. But (laughs) tomorrow night, 10 o'clock on the NFL Network. Denver returns to Levi Stadium where they won this thing called the Super Bowl for you Browns fans that aren't familiar with it. It's the championship game at the end of the playoffs. Anyways, no, I think what Tim was saying, um, I do think Deshaun Kaiser will be a good quarterback in the NFL. It may take him longer than some people want, as Tim is not happy with the traffic right now. Um... Yeah, but 50
0: miles per hour in
1: the 65 zone—that's a problem. <laughs> All right, boy, well, he's like Tom Hamilton tonight, folks. <laughs> I really thought I was driving with Tom Hamilton tonight. Um, back to what I was talking about. I yeah. Kaiser's not ready yet. He should not see the field this year, and if he does, that means the Browns are in big trouble. They are in really big trouble he looked good in the bits and pieces I saw um but let's be honest he looked really good against Virginia and he looked really good against Georgia Tech and it, at Notre Dame and you know against the really good teams he didn't look too good so um I don't know what the Bronze are going to do this year I have no idea uh two to three wins maybe I couldn't tell you I really don't watch too much Cleveland Brown football uh, because I want to watch some semblance of the NFL <laughs> as you can tell I'm poking the bear tonight with the Browns fans out there uh, by the way if you want to watch it the NFL Network has put the drive and the fumble and the beatdown, all on YouTube for free for Browns fans to watch and enjoy it
0: I'll watch that Kostar <laughs> come back up until the end. That was phenomenal.
1: John Elway just hit Mark Jackson again for a touchdown. And as I hands it over to Tim, Rich Carlos's field goal was in fact good after
0: replay. It is confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, sure it was. If you're a blind as a bat. But that's a different story. Uh, hey, no. Listen, I want to talk a little football here. I want to, I want to get into this a little bit. And last week... Uh, we had uh, Jim Craven on from the West Reserve Scourge, and uh, I want to tell you what I had a lot of fun. I got a chance to go watch them play last uh, Saturday, and call half the game with Matt Emch, who will be my partner this year in high school football. And uh, what a what a great organization that is! And I'll, let me tell you what I was really impressed how they uh, handled everything. The breaks didn't go their way, but uh, the play. And a desire to win and a desire to play good was, uh, I I, I thought, was very high. And and a lot to be proud of uh, for the Western Reserve scourge uh, in 2017. Hopefully they're back in 2018. That's yet to be determined, but it looks like it's a possibility. And uh, we wish them nothing but the best. But my thanks to Jim and Mark Means. And Matt Amps for uh, letting me tag along and be part of that broadcast uh, last Saturday. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you happen to listen to it, you also heard our commercial there for Radio MVP as we were a sponsor of that broadcast. And uh, i am tell you what, it was a lot of fun to be uh, involved in that. And I know uh, you don't think about semi-pro football or minor league football very often. But there are a lot of great players uh, in Northeast Ohio. And it was a lot of fun to watch, and it was a a lot of fun to do. Matter of fact, it was a a great play, a kickoff return. Matter of fact, if you go to YouTube, uh, they have a kind of a highlight package for their year, and at the end, you'll see that that kickoff, and uh, you'll get a little preview of how I uh, call a ball game there, because I got lucky enough to call that play. So, hope you enjoy uh, the download tonight, and we're not going to go too much longer. We're going to try to have a high school football roundtable going. I'm trying to get everyone recruited in. Looks like we definitely can get Jim Craven in, who uh, will be doing the games with Mark Means. We're going to try to get Matt Emch, uh hooked up this week, where he can do it with us. And we're looking to get a couple other people, either on a rotating basis or a permanent basis, to talk each week about high school football. So I'm going to pass it back to Anthony, let him get his final words in. As we continue here on Radio MVP Sports Podcast. Yeah, just to follow up what Tim
1: was saying, uh, football's right around the corner. Uh, excited to join the guys in the booth this year on Z104, uh, covering all of Trumbull County. Uh, you're home for Trumbull County High School football this year. And this time next week, we'll start talking computer points. I mean, this time next we were going to be tracking Joe Idle And for the people that do look at standings, we're looking at conference standings and how the conference races are starting to shape up. But, no, excited to have Howland and Lakeview, two really good programs. Uh, impressed what I saw tonight with Howland. Uh, we don't have Canfield on the docket this year unless uh, we get them in the playoffs. But I want to uh, wish Coach Mike Pavlansky... And my cousin Jack Polanyi. Uh, The best of luck this year. And the Cardinals in 2017. And hopefully a return trip to the playoffs. So for a shortened episode of Radio MVP. And a mixed bag of topics tonight. uh, Tim and I had a really fun time. Checking out Lakeview and Canfield. And seeing what this year brings in high school football. Uh, So for myself and Tim. I'm going to hand it back over to Tim to wrap up with already our 14th episode as we're closing in on number 20. And excited for the uh, roundtable in the near future.
0: Yeah, We're going to have a lot of high school football uh, talk coming your way. Obviously, we'll continue covering all football on all levels from high school, college to pro. And the Cleveland Indians as they make their push towards October as uh, they're in first place here in the Central Division, up about five and a half games coming into tonight's play. So we'll have a lot to talk about, and we're looking forward to all of it. I want to thank you again for the download. For Anthony, I'm Tim. Check us out next week. We're going to have a lot of downloads coming your way, hopefully in the next few weeks for high school football preview and post-game stuff. So stay tuned. For Anthony, I'm Tim, and this has been Radio MVP Sports Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.